This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, guys, to the Tailgate. This is Tailgate Talks. We are in week 54, so appreciate you hanging out here. This is the Tailgate, where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. Thank you for those that have tuned in to us for Club Red, but uh, make sure you go head over there if you want to hear our discussions on Texas Tech, uh, their football team, the, the basketball season coming around. Definitely some good talks over there. Go hit that up. Uh, but first things first, always make sure you follow us on iTunes and Spotify. If it is on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, drop a review below. Definitely helps us out in the long run for sponsors and things like that. Uh, as far as our social media accounts, we are on Twitter, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you do swing by the YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit the bell notification to be alerted anytime we post a new video. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin... Find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. Lastly, any sort of thoughts or questions or any sort of uh, contact or any reason you need to get a hold of us, uh, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com is where you can email us. And uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. So let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. I'm definitely pumped for this. Obviously, we have my favorite segment to, to kick off the NFL. But this is the NFL Discussion. All right, Dustin, take it away, man. All right, all right. Week six in the books. And as always, we will start with everybody's appropriately favorite name segment, the time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your team NFL week six recap. I think this week I'm going to start with Brooks. So, Brooks, go ahead and get your thoughts ready, especially since you were like, I don't know if you got to watch much NFL this weekend, so it's going to be fun to see what you got. Interesting recap coming <laughs> but up. But to be, to be fair, this was also the least amount of football I got to watch this weekend. I was also traveling, you know, had a wedding on Saturday to go to. That was a great time. Rode in a car for four hours on Sunday, and I don't know what watch else. Watch Cowboys-Patriots. That's about all I watched. That was literally the only game I watched was Cowboys-Patriots. So very slim week for me. But, all right, do you have a yep. uh, timer for us, a clock? Yep, yep, I got one pulled up. All right, Brooks. <laughs> don't forget Don't forget to warn me, okay? I know, I know. I was, let that, surprised that him shit run out on hey, me. Hey, I, like, looked away at my phone, and I was like, oh, shit, he's still going. Uh, so I'll let Arley count you down. I got this. All right, Brooks, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, all right, counting down. Minute 24. Three, two, one, go. All right, there might be a Brooks curse on this show. Uh And that's what I'm going to talk about in my recap. My first week, before week one of the NFL started, I was all hyping up the Packers. The Packers went on to get their ass kicked by the Saints in week one. Later on, I was hyping up the Rams. They're the best team in the NFL. 
and they go get destroyed by Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Arizona Cardinals. Last week on the show, I used this segment to hype up the Los Angeles Chargers, and then they proceeded to go get destroyed by the Baltimore Ravens. So who is my next kiss of death team going to be this week? I'm going to test it out and see because the Baltimore Ravens are pretty damn good. No running backs at the start of the season, and they went on. They've had some great games. They put it on the Chargers. Lamar Jackson having another MVP caliber season so far, and they're getting running back touchdowns from Le'Veon Bell, who's washed, Devontae Freeman, who's washed, Latavius Murray, who's washed. Doesn't matter, apparently, what running back they have. Uh, they're still going to be able to run it all over you. And they played the, the Bengals this week. So my test to see. Ten seconds. If I brag about If I brag about you on this show, does that mean next week you're just going to go get your ass beat? We will find out. <laughs> All right. That was it. Great, and stop. Take care. We're right under it. <laughs> Are we calling it the Brooks curse or the possible Brooks curse? The, the, we, this, after if the Ravens get destroyed by the Bengals this week, okay. I guess we got to call it the Have actual to. Brooks curse. By, currently, point, it's, po- it's a possible Brooks curse. Because there, there should be no way they lose to the Bengals, right? There's also, there also was, I said, there's no way the Ravens were going to beat the Chiefs and the Ravens beat the Chiefs. There's just, there's just over, you know, a lot of evidence pointing mm-hmm. to some sort of. Uh, some sort of curse coming on here. All right, all right. Go ahead and reset that clock for us. All just right, as a right. reminder for everybody, while he's doing that, we still have a minute and twenty-four seconds as Tom Brady's last under two-minute comeback was in Week One against Dallas Cowboys. So that is what we have time to talk about the previous week about, with no interruptions, discussions, and whatever else you want to add on commentary-wise. So, are right, you ready there? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think I'm good to go. go ahead and give us all your own countdown and then go ahead and get started. Yeah, all right. We're going <laughs> three, two, one, uh, for myself, I guess. And I'm going. All right. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to talk about like basically what is the obvious here, which is, uh, I think the Cardinals are real. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, and I'm still kind of like halfway holding my breath on it because it is Cliff, but even the week that he's not there, they blow out what is supposed to be a pretty decent title contender this year in the Cleveland Browns. Um, now, I think that that was more a little bit of a Baker loss or, or Cleveland Brown loss, and I know that he had his injury in this one uh, that, that's been kind of ailing him, but you you, you can't really kind of argue with the success of this team too much, and they're going to be heading into Houston this next week, obviously, and we'll be talking about it a little bit later, but they're going to be 7-0, and and... Their their defense has been looking phenomenal. Kyler Murray's been looking unbeatable, and still, in my opinion, the MVP front runner. But you you got to give these guys their their due. Um, it's hard again for us as Texas Tech fans to not hold our breath on any Cliff Kingsbury team because of like the way that it happened for us. But six and zero is not easy in the NFL, not for anybody, not anywhere. And so for them to be the last unbeaten. You got to still give them their props, in my opinion. But that's my take. All right, minute 20. That was longer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Also, didn't think you were that far into it. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that went quick. That went quick. I feel like Brooks got so much more info than I did in. What the hell? Yeah. (laughs) All right, all right. (laughs) Um, Oh, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's reset the clock. All right, Dustin, you ready over there? Oh, yeah. All right, counting down in three, two, 
one, go. Of course, I'm going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys that won again, but also because that's the only game I got to watch this weekend. But the reason I want to talk about that is because Cowboys beat the Patriots 35-29. The fourth quarter was back and forth in electric, especially the last few minutes. But with how many mistakes the Cowboys made in this game and gave the Patriots field field and points, usually this is a game, especially in the last 15, 20 years, the Patriots always win, the Cowboys always lose. So maybe this is a little turning point for the Cowboys um, either this season or maybe for the um, immediate future, um, next few seasons. Maybe they actually have some stuff figured out and can win, win bad, which is a really good thing to, as a great team. If you can win bad, they lost two turnovers in the end zone, like missed 14 points right there. Gave up field percentage or field yardage. I mean, like shouldn't have won that game. Um, got the pick six by Diggs. He's playing incredible so far. Um, and I don't know, just keep it, keep it rolling. And the NFC East is so terrible that the Cowboys like almost have it wrapped up. 10 I feel seconds. Like. So, um, Love, love how good the Cowboys are playing right now. Solid, right. yeah, yeah, solid take. And all right, that is the the uh, minute twenty four. That's probably my longest one I've had so far. Usually I cut a little short, but yeah. took that one to, to no. The, the cow, the Cowboys. I mean, you, you, same with same with the Cardinals. You can't argue with the win loss ratio that they have five and one. Right. Like as much as I love to rag on oh. them and hate on their fans. We'll I'm, get into some more Cardinals talk. Yeah, Speaking yeah. Speaking of that, let's start this week seven talk. We'll go right into it, Arlie. Let's, let's go. Get this yeah. out of the way. Let's go. All right. So we only have four games to talk about. A lot of mismatches this week and a lot of teams on bye. Um, but I put this one on the list just because it's Arlie's hometown, Houston Texans, playing the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. And this is probably one of the biggest spreads I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It's at 17 and a half points in an NFL. That is gigantic. So, Arlie, what are your hopes for this Texans team? Can they keep it within that 17 and a half points, or is this just going to be a bloodbath? Uh, I think a victory for the Texans would be to keep it under 17 and a half. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. Like, that that would be a victory for us. I, I don't expect anything out of us. I, I, I As I said in my little recap segment, I expect the Cardinals to be seven and zero at the end of this week. Uh, this line just kind of proves more to it. Uh, Tyrod Taylor out, you know, uh, obviously we, we may talk about the news or extra news of, of, Ooh, uh, of yeah, of, <laughs> of our former quarterback being moved around. So we don't have a quarterback. We got a couple of, of players that, 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 you know, play with a lot of pride and, they're not going to just, you know, obviously kneel over and let any team come through here. But realistically, talent-wise, top to bottom, um, these Cardinals are, are just head and shoulders above us. <laughs> yeah. Brooks, did you want to add anything on to that or move on to some more interesting games? Some, some, some <laughs> <Yeah>. actual... <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't want any point that's longer than Davis Mills neck. So uh, on to the next. I think Arlie <laughs> took all that time up. So we will move along. Another like not so interesting game, but the reason I put it on here is because both these teams had high aspirations. Indy versus San Francisco this week. San Francisco sitting at two and three, still bad on the injury bug. Indy at two and four still feels like they're hanging around somehow, but. Um, Brooks, thoughts on this 
matchup? Is it does it interest you at all? Um, I think only a little bit because the Colts have played a lot better these last couple of weeks. They right. almost beat the Ravens, and if their field goal kicker makes the field goal, they beat the Ravens. And then they, you know, we, we just got done talking about the Texans, but they were nine-point favorites, and that was a line that we all kind of looked at last week and we're like, I don't know if the Colts can cover that. And they just blow the doors off the Texans. Yeah. So um, maybe some things are starting to come together there now. And the 49ers are still injured. So here's a chance for them to kind of get back into the wild card race. So that's kind of really the only thing I find interesting about this one. And then can, you know, the 49ers keep their head above water. It feels like they lose this game. It's probably a a wrap for them this season, uh, especially being in a division where you've got the Rams and you've got the Cardinals. So uh, it's kind of like their last hope to stay alive. It feels like. Yeah, and that's why I put this game on our on our radar. Um, Arlie, anything else to add there? Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I, I I have the same faith in Carson Wentz as I do in, in Cliff Kingsbury. Um, they may be they may have good performances, but it's just you don't trust them in the long term. And so, like Carson Wentz is doing really good in in, in Indianapolis. So you, you kind of got to give him a little bit of credit there. And I kind of like what I'm seeing out of the Colts that they. they they're competing really hard. They're playing really well. I mean, uh, obviously blew up, blew Houston out of the water, but to take Baltimore to overtime, uh, you know, earlier this season to only lose to the Rams who are this season's, you know, uh, kind of a little, little glory dark horse sort of to only lose to them by three. This is not really like a completely scrub team. And I, I think this is going to be a pretty good matchup. I, I think San Francisco is still a little bit too beat up and their own division is, really top heavy at the moment yeah that's why i put in there our little notes battle to stay alive because like if you don't win this game you're you're pretty much out of it yeah. wherever you stand and what division you're in in san francisco with their injuries they're still playing the quarterback roulette game jimmy g's back in trey lance is out because he's hurt now so who knows what they do let's get to some more interesting games yeah. up in the afc Big-time AFC North matchup. The very winning Cincinnati Bengals. Who knew we would be saying that at this point in the year? Weird. <laughs> Bengals are 4-2, and two, playing the um, AFC leaders right now, Baltimore Ravens, who are super hot. Brooks's new uh, possible <laughs> curse, uh, curse favorites. First team of the week. <laughs> we'll let Brooks go ahead and open up. Uh, battle for the AFC North matchup. What are you looking for here, Brooks? This is kind of the first test for the Bengals. They've had a relatively easy schedule. Uh, I think the best team that they played is probably the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, they played them to overtime, so that's that's not a bad result for them, especially a team that we thought was going to be barely at four or five wins this season. So they've been a surprise so far. I think this is just kind of a test to see how for real they are. Can they keep up with the with the Ravens? Can they limit them on the ground? And, you know, it's all about containing Lamar. And, you know, so far nobody's really been able to do that. And they've let Lamar do whatever he wants to. So I think I think this should be a runaway win for the Ravens. But who knows? We're testing. We're testing fate here. <laughs> Lamar runaway win. Damn it! I wanted. I wanted to make that joke. 
Uh, <laughs> How do you gotta, follow up that joke? Are they going? I can't. There's away. there's nothing else to be said. Uh, Bengals are <laughs> Bengals are playing now. They're 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 playing above their 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 pay grade. We'll say they're playing better than they should be. And and you gotta you gotta give them their their uh, again. You you gotta give credit where credit is due. Joe Burrow's playing well. He's not you know risking injury anymore. But uh, Lamar Jackson's kind of the 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 hottest thing in football right now for the last couple of weeks nobody seems to be able to stop him uh and even uh, what was it last week when they were forcing him to pass what did he throw like 500 400 some yeah, yards like he's over 400 yeah his his passing game thing and so i wouldn't say incredible but it's very much improved improved yeah ability, ability and that's where he's getting it from is his scramble ability he's not just taking off downfield anymore he's getting out to the outside readjusting his eyes and now he's finding whoever's open five seconds later because you can't cover that no and especially with how quick and elusive he is yeah yeah they're not the team that they used to be where if they got down seven or 14 points you're like oh it's over they definitely have changed that narrative on them to where if they do get down you believe that they can come back just because of how explosive that offense can be with lamar uh, running or finding ways that even if he dinks and dunks it, it's like 20 yard gains. Cause, cause the defense is worn out. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Y'all covered all that really well. Moving on to the pretty much game of the week. I think everybody's most interesting matchup and been a playoff matchup for two good playoff teams. Last few years, Kansas city chiefs got back to three and three last week, Tennessee Titans went up to Buffalo and got a, Huge fourth down stop that everybody has probably seen a million times because uh, Josh Allen slipped. <laughs> but huge win for them at four and two. Um, Brooks, not let's start with Arley. We've started Brooks a lot so far. Sorry, man. So, um, no, it's all right. Chiefs are favored by five and a half. It's like a proving grounds game, is what I call it. Arley, who do you think proves himself this game? Um, so I'm, I'm not yet set to drink, drink the Kool-Aid as RC would say on, on the chiefs just yet. I want to, I want nothing more than, than for them to succeed. Cause Mahomes is, is obviously he, he's been a great, great, uh, great advocate for Texas tech sports, uh, across the board. He's been you know phenomenal for the university. And so seeing him and on this little down year is very disappointing, but I'm not ready to drink the Kool-Aid yet. They beat Washington. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> right. they, they beat Washington. They're not on the comeback just yet. So this is going to be a big proving ground for them to see: are they going to be able to compete this year, or are we just going to have to kind of chalk this one up and start going to a rebuild? And then, which I, I don't think that they'll obviously give up. But like from a fan standpoint, like I, I'm, this is going to be their their first major test in the last couple weeks. And Tennessee, Derrick Henry. I mean, uh, can't say enough out of that. He he had a killer game last week with that. What what did he hit? Twenty two miles per hour on that on that breakaway run, like disgusting, just disgusting <laughs> human being. Yeah, Brooks. What else you got for this big matchup? Yeah, the Chiefs are just kind of back and forth. They've had a lot of what they played a lot of good teams, but then they look good against the bad teams. So it just kind of seems like they're able to beat up on the bad teams, but the good teams are able to kind of do what they want with them. Bills destroyed them a couple weeks ago. So I, I, this one's tough to say. The Titans 
And Derrick Henry, does it look like anybody on the Chiefs could tackle Derrick Henry? I don't think so, the way that defense has played this year. So can Derrick Henry have, like, his way with them? I I really think he can. And the Titans just kind of have that offense where I feel like they can piece it together and really make it a nightmare for the Chiefs defense. And then, you know, Mahomes is going to continue to do Mahomes things. He has – a lot of turnovers this year, continues to turn the ball over each game. He's going to be breaking personal records in the turnovers, it looks like, this year. He's really got to do a better job of protecting the ball. And as soon as he started doing that, that game was over. Um, but when he was making those turnovers in the first half, it really kept the football team in and actually was giving them the lead at the half. So yeah. I don't know. I, just, I don't know what to say about this Chiefs team, yeah. uh, confidence-wise. No, yeah, their defense has made you not so confident, and Pat's forcing it, like you said. But, man, Derrick Henry looks like – usually we have to wait until, like, Thanksgiving to start getting this Derrick Henry. Yeah, where, where it's cold. It. Like where, we where... still have 10-plus games left, and it's like, Jesus Christ, but can he hold up, and how many people is he going to kill on the way? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited for this game because you have two very contrasting teams that should still light up the scoreboard with Derrick Henry and Pat Mahomes. Usually you get either like two quarterbacks dealing or you don't usually get a running back and a quarterback going at it like this. So that'll be fun to watch. But that's our shot of the week at five and a half. I'm going to go ahead and let Arlie start us out on this one. So then me and Brooks can kind of go away from you if we need to. Wait, um, are we? It's five, actually. It was five when I Mm. looked last. I don't like even numbers. (laughs) Um, are we? Are we? Sorry, uh, so we're doing this game for for shot bet. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, why did I think we had? Okay. Um, me to start it so you can think. I already have mine figured out. Yeah, you go ahead, Dustin. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going with Tennessee Titans to cover that five. We're going five, five and a half. I like five and a half just to have a set number. Uh, it's going to be five. Let's go five because that's what it is on everything. So okay. we're going five. Because right, uh, if we're going to go turn around and do the will and then somebody gets it, it's going to be mm-hmm. five there. So. All right, all right. Um, so I'm still taking the Titans just because I think there's no way Kansas City can stop Derrick Henry enough for – Pat and, Ty- and Tyreek Hill is kind of questionable in that crew to keep it close in a comeback. Um, not saying that Tennessee's defense is amazing, but I think they're just a little better at matching up with that offense of the Chiefs rather than Chiefs trying to tackle Derrick Henry. So give me the Titans. Mm. All right, Ari, there was your time to think. Now you're on. <laughs> Oh, uh, this game is like kind of hard to call, even at a five point for for KC, because that like that means that they gotta what beat them by five or more, or by more than five. The even thing kind of sucks. Uh, not you, you know what? Let, let's let's ride it out with the with the line here. Um, we'll 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 take KC on. I'll take KC on this one. The KC side of the bet. Um, maybe, maybe the last week, I mean, even though it was just Washington is enough to maybe light some fire under, under the chiefs and try and get the ball rolling for the season. 
Um, but you know, you, you have a lot of good points there. Uh, who, who in the hell is going to tackle Derrick Henry? Yep. Like so, shit. Yeah. Uh, uh I'll, I'll take KC on the bet. Brooks would take break the tie here. Or he's got the, uh, the Chiefs. I got the Titans. I mean, quite the predicament here because last year I put the Titans on my shelf. <laughs> oh no, that's true. But Roger, but, how, how high is that year, shelf? Do you have a step stool? But this year the Chiefs are earning a spot a little bit higher on that shelf because I, I think I've taken them a couple times in shot bets and gotten beat. And so right now they have a little more of a sour taste in my mouth. But also I don't think they can stop Derrick Henry. So with that I am going with Derrick Henry and the Titans. Maybe not to win, but you know, this, I think that's going to be close enough to I think it's going to be close where the Chiefs if they do win it's by like right. 3. Yeah, so, yeah. Dustin and Brooks taking the Titans to at least cover five. I kind of think they'll win straight out, to be honest. And Arley's going to take the Chiefs. I'm surprised. Got to cover five there. So, um, some NFL news. One quick thing. Well, first off, well, I guess it's by Apocalypse Week, which is my favorite like word throughout all the fantasy football right now. <laughs> Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, the Rams, and Jacksonville all on bye week. So RIP to your fantasy team if you have any of those guys like mine. <laughs> Luckily, I'm playing Tough. a dude that also has five guys on by, so we are just going to slug it out if, with our backups. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure it's the Chargers. I'm pretty sure you got the wrong Los Angeles oh, right, team right. as the by. I was about to say, I was like, oh, crap, I got to take Cooper Cup out. No, no, no. <laughs> Cup is playing. Cup it will carry the team. Don't worry. But other injury news, Baker has an injured non-throwing shoulder. Case Keenum is currently playing football for the Cleveland Browns as we record this on Thursday night. Um, he says he's going to come back as soon as they let him, basically, since it's non-throwing. So we'll see how that plays out. Sucks for him and not necessarily the Browns because he's in a, a contract year, so they can kind of do whatever with him. He wants to obviously get out there and play to prove his worth. So um, the bigger news there or bigger news in the NFL is the Deshaun Watson trades from the Houston Texans have heated up this week. The uh, phone lines between the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans have gotten hot. Um, Last I heard, they've talked multiple times this week, possible like three team deal to send obviously Deshaun to Miami to uh, to Washington. I don't know what the hell the Houston Texans are getting out of all yeah. that. If that's the case, oh. uh, so in your for your sake, Arlie, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> like, like, but. like, pending investigation or not, he is still at his best top five QB in the league, and so like and that's why Miami wants him so much. Is yeah, they're not giving Tua a chance, but they're like, we can get a proven guy already that's yeah. still young. Uh, why would you not try to upgrade that? Oh, he's, he's he's a franchise QB and and right. a, a thousand percent. And so, like any fran any any franchise needs to be making the move to get him. And so, Miami's the most likely landing spot, and it gets him out of Texas and gets him away from the scandal and whatever. And uh, I would, if I were them, roll the dice on that a hundred percent because you know what you're getting with this guy, which is every single play, every single down, you have a shot to to to. To, to gain yards like this this is not a not a half-assed dude by any means yeah brooks you need to you got any two cents for this yet or want to see it kind of 
come up a little more. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of Miami Dolphins stuff, so I, you know, I've I've heard the rumors for a while now, and you know, the fact that they're already giving up on Tua is uh, I'm with you on this a little bit of a bummer because I do like. I do like Tua, but you know, the main thing for them right now that they're all going through is they could have had Herbert right there. Yeah. And so you traded and then you traded picks and everything. And so now you don't have a first round draft pick next year. And I think that's basically what Deshaun Watson is, is if he, they trade for him, that's their first round draft pick for probably yeah, the next couple of sure. years. Cause they're probably gonna have to give away some other picks, but I just think, the the Tua stuff is, is disappointing for them, and I don't know if it's whose fault it is because it doesn't feel like they've ever given him a shot. I agree with that, but I don't know if he's ever taken advantage of the time. So I, I, it's kind of a tough situation for I think both of them to be in, and I honestly think Tua probably could use a fresh start as well. That might be a, good for his career. Um, so who knows? Dolphins oh. are a are a are a cursed pit as well in the quarterback territory. So yeah, totally right on that. Um, trade deadline is like two weeks away. So things will continue to stay hot for the two of Deshaun deal. And um, who knows what else we get in the next couple of weeks, because you've noticed in the last couple of years, the NFL teams at the top of the, of the league have been more aggressive. You know, they're trading number one picks for number one receivers. You know, they're trading number one picks for safeties. Yeah. So I yeah. I expect some moves to start happening with the top Ooh. half of the league with some of these crappy teams. Dustin, do you think that this uh, will start to kind of if – the, if the Tua thing moves to Washington, will that start posing a threat to Dallas? Not this year. They're too far behind. But, uh, I don't know, their roster's kind of – They're not just right – yeah. They're not, they don't have any like I mean Chase Young's good and then like who else? Mm. No, that doesn't that doesn't change Washington football team's mm. outlook. You haven't seen no. enough from Tua yet to be like, yep, definitely game changer. We would yeah. have to see it actually out uh, like him out there with the football team and how it looks and if he does actually improve and if there is a talented quarterback in there somewhere. Right. Um all right, let's move to the fun stuff. Everybody's favorite part of our NFL things is our underdog picks. So last week's results, Brooks got to turn his hat around and get serious. It's game time. I had my choice from the winner's wheel of any game. I took the Chiefs to cover six and a half. They blew out that game 31 to 13 against the football team. So I am back in the winner's wheel. Arley had a plus three advantage from the winner's wheel. Fucked. He added it to the Detroit Lions, and that did not help him by losing 34 to 11. So, not even close. Losers will for Arley. Brooks had the Seahawks plus five on Sunday night football. Geno Smith, and they only lost by three. So, Brooks gets to go to the winner's wheel in a close Seattle loss. Um, so, for this week seven, I will get to go first with the biggest win at 11 and a half point difference. Brooks gets second with a two-point difference, and Arley will be on the loser's wheel by himself. It's it's been a con. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's <laughs> all right. It's it's literally actions of their of their team's performance from last week, and any thank yous or. I'm just fucking. No, I want to say, 
I'm going to th- say thank you to TJ Watt for getting the strip sack <laughs> on Geno Smith in field goal territory. So the Steelers just kicked the game winning field goal oh. and didn't go score a, a touchdown, and <laughs> which would have been a horrible been way to lose. Turn of events. <laughs> kind of like Arley with his uh, extra point in overtime the week before. Yeah, it was so stressful. I was watching. I was like, someone's going to score a freaking touchdown. Like, the Steelers are going to score a touchdown and win this game and then also cover the spread. But, no, they did not. Thank you, Gino. Still helping out a Texas Tech fan years and years later. All right, I'm going to get the uh, Brooks's amazing graphics he gives us every week for what we're picking. Oh, you gotta, you gotta spin first, but yeah, I can pull them up. I know, I just wanted this in front of me. Calm down. <laughs> Watching yeah. the stream right now, so I gotta get over All there. right, Arde, I am ready for a spin on that winner's wheel. Hit me. All right, and here we go. Don't react yet, I'm behind. Any game, any game, any game. You can pick any game on the spread. Hmm. Like I said in our text, a lot of big numbers, big matchups this week. So obviously, I mean, I don't know what that equals Raiders. I don't want to touch that anyways. Panthers, Giants, I don't want to touch anyways. Like all the ones that weren't eligible, like for our three and a half, I don't want to touch anyways. So still basically making a regular pick. Um, I was hoping to get some help just to make it more fun. I think I'm going to double down on my shot bet and take the Titans on the plus five. Okay. All right. That's solid. Double down. Double down. On the yeah, there it is. Fading, double fading early. <laughs> double fade. Uh, you know what? It, it's it's I I've I, I have no confidence. I, I I like I have confidence in my opinions, but like the outcomes, I'm just like uh, I'm 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 screwed for a while. Um, all right. Screwed for a while. Yeah, I can't even put it. All right. Um, so Brooks, you're second, right? Yes, sir. All right, all right. You ready? Here's Will for Brooks. Let's go. Three, two, one. Remember, my delay is like so much later. <laughs> Here's his. And we're waiting. Well, Denver City, suddenly. <laughs> yeah. What do you get? Regular That's pick, good... huh? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shoot. No, you got a really good one. Holy, six holy point Oh man! Wow, six what point a hit. This is our, While he thinks this is our biggest, like either winner or losers' wheel. Well, I guess definitely winners' wheel. I had to play Big Cat's losing parlay, but this is definitely our biggest winners' wheel teaser so far. Six points for Brooks. So man, that helps a ton. Yeah, I've got a couple options here, so. I had it mapped out. The Titans were on there in case I got a three, a six, or a a seven-point tease. I have the Colts on there, and I have the Seahawks as my three teams that I would use in case I got a three, six, or seven. So I could double down on the Seahawks again. Now a 10.5 point, which would make them a 10.5 point underdog. 
at home against the Saints. Or I can go Carson Wentz, a ten and a half point dog against the 49ers, who I think they are gonna win that game outright. Um Whoa. Or I could just make a ridiculously high spread <laughs> with like the Lions or the Texans. <laughs> but neither of those teams, I believe, can cover a 20-point spread this week against the team that they're playing. Yeah, I don't like that no. idea. So. You know what you should do? Now, I'm just going to try to get in your head here. <laughs> Since your Ravens are your potential screw with team of the week. Right. If you add that to the Bengals and get on the Bengals side of things, now you're just like poking the Ravens a little bit. <laughs> but then I feel like I've done too much. And oh, I will, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I will get smacked around because I'm tempting the gods too much. Um, man. Ooh. I'm going to ride with my pick from last week. I'm going to go Seahawks again because at home against Jameis Winston and the Saints, I know it's Geno, but – I feel like ten and a half points against the Saints. I, I don't think they're I like gonna that lose by lot. more than that. Like so that I and deciding between them and the Colts. The Colts are on the road. Seahawks are at home. Um, I will take the Seahawks plus ten and a half. Yep. Week seven. Good pick. Good pick. All right, Arlie. Uh, we'll uh, out out and dust it off. I mean, yeah, you've yeah, kept thanks. it warm for us. Uh, yeah, you know, this is somebody's uh, week. bench warmers have a job too, man. All right. Yep. Let's go. I'm spinning the wheel. I'm like losing all motivation in this shit, man. Like <laughs> fucking all of our games. I'm just, come on. Don't. Okay. No. Oh. Don't you say, oh no. Boo. Winner's world sucks. Already got regular pick. So the loser's will gets him back to the even number of three and a half. Basically gets to pick whatever. Are you going to take the pick Texans whatever. to cover 17 and a half? He cannot no. take the Titans and he cannot take the Seahawks. Correct. Correct. Uh, so I did, I did kind of have this planned a little bit on this game. And I, I, I do still think that uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Colts on this week. I think that's, gonna I, go, that's a quick pick. Tomorrow, yeah, I'm, on <laughs> I'm taking the Colts on this one. I, I still think San Francisco is a little bit banged up, back and forth on the quarterbacks, and uh, I think Carson Wentz is getting hot, and they're they're going to try and kind of cover some ground in the division with, uh, and try and catch up to the Titans that are leading right now. Why can't I not find that game on Brooks's Dilly? Uh, it is right above Saints and Seahawks. Yeah. Oh, they're in white. I don't know why I was looking for blue Colts. Four and a half. Or he's going Colts four and a half. All yeah, right. yeah. All right. So a little recap for you guys. I took, Dustin took the Titans plus five over the Chiefs. Brooks got a six point teaser and put it on the Seahawks. So he's at 10 and a half versus Saints. Arlie is going Colts. Plus four and a half versus the 49ers. So we will see and keep you guys updated on how this week's underdog wheel goes. Harley, that's all I got for the NFL, man. 
That does wrap it up. And uh, we're going to move right into the next segment because uh, I'm excited for Brooks to talk about it. But we have the NBA discussion. He's gonna He, he just got back from his trip to Milwaukee. He's going to definitely give kind of his thoughts and uh, takes on that. But going to hand him over or hand the NBA over to him. This is Tailgate Talks NBA discussion. All right, Brooks, take it away, man. All right, y'all are listening to a brand new Bucks fan. Everybody, not, just, not actually a Bucks fan anymore, uh, but it was a fun time spent in Milwaukee. Uh, your boy got to fly out Monday and go see the city of Milwaukee for the first time, a city I thought I would never be in, but. Uh, I did. My friend Sam Swanson was one of 38 collectors from NBA Top Shot chosen to go uh, visit Milwaukee uh, for the NBA tip-off between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. They got to pick a guest to go with him. Sam chose myself. And so, uh, yes, so I attended the Bucks season opener at home against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, They treated us to... A nice dinner outside the Deer District, where if you're familiar with watching Bucks games from the playoffs, it's where all their fans congregate outside the stadium to watch the game. Uh, they have a little bar area there with some cool places. We got to go eat at the Mecca, where we met Bobby P. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. If you're following my Twitter, uh, you would have seen that photo uh, the other night. And then later on, Brian Scalabrini shows up at the at the bar we're at as well. So. Uh, kind of a double surprise there. We knew that there was supposed to be a special guest, but at this point we weren't sure who was it like a top shot person or was it a basketball player? We were supposed to meet a bucks player, but that was on Tuesday. So nobody was really sure who it was. And then Bobby Portis comes in. Go ahead. Bobby Portis or Scalabrini, the special guest. (laughs) So we don't, I don't really, I think it was Bobby Portis because they gave out, they gave out Bobby Portis signed jerseys. So that probably probably was it. I don't know if Scalabrini was like I, I don't know what his involvement was, but all of a sudden I just look over and there's a gigantic white dudes walking by me and I'm like, that's Brian Scalabrini. Um and so uh but Bobby Portis was really cool. Talked to him for a second, took a picture with Tim. It just reminds you like these dudes are so enormous and I mean, Bobby Portis isn't even one of the tallest people in the NBA, but he still like dwarfs over everybody in that place. I'm always amazed he, how athletic these dudes are at like 6'10. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you're in this bar and everybody can see, like, can see you because you're the tallest person in the room. He was really cool. My friend won a signed Bobby Portis jersey. So that was cool too. And then, you know, some of the team was hanging out at the downstairs part of this bar. It was a two story bar where we had the whole top floor. So we saw a glimpse of Pat Connaughton. Um, we did not get to meet Pat Connaughton, but we did see him. And I hollered at him. I was like, Pat, Pat, but he didn't, he didn't come over. He was, you know, hanging out with his people, which I think there was some other team people there um, at the time. So that was a Monday night and then went out. I had made some good friends with some of the top shot people. Some of the other collectors made some good, friends from Milwaukee, from all over, some South Carolina people, some LA people. Uh, So we had a really good time meeting them. And then the next day was all about the game and all about the stadium and all of that. 
we got to go to the pro shop and buy stuff. So uh, this hat, this shirt, I bought a jacket. I bought some other, you know, little small items like a koozie and a pennant that I always like to buy pennants from stadiums I go to. And then we got to tour the stadium. Stadium was really cool. Got to see Larry hanging out. Larry OB uh, was chilling when we went into the stadium. Uh, He looked beautiful. And so that was pretty cool. We got the tour of the stadium. And and the only unfortunate part of the tour of the stadium was due to COVID restrictions. We really didn't get to see like all the insides and, you know, the, you know, kind of locker room stuff like that, which I was kind of excited to see the rest of it. Most of what we saw was just where fans were going to be anyway. Um, So that kind of was a little bit of a downer because, you know, the rest of the game, we were in those same areas, but you know, we get to our seats for the game. Oh, I uh, forgot before that we go to another bar and get to meet Bucks legend, Brandon Jennings. So Brandon Jennings was the Bucks legend that showed up. We're all thinking maybe Ray Allen. I don't know who, but Brandon Jennings uh, was our Bucks legend. Pretty cool guy. Talked to him for a little bit. He's opened up a clothing uh, line. So that's what he's up to nowadays. And then he was on our flight to Dallas uh, as well. So that was kind of funny. Then we headed over to the game, man, and the game was awesome. We got we had really cool tickets. I posted a lot of videos uh, on the Instagram while watching the players warm up and uh, seeing Darvin Ham. I hollered out to him. He gave me a little guns up, so that was cool. Uh, and then, of course, we got to see Harden, Kevin Durant, and all them taking shots. So it was pretty neat. And then we headed up to our seats. We had a full bar. We had food, all that stuff, seats. We didn't, you know, it was just a pretty cool place to congregate. We're talking to a lot of the different people that were there throughout the game, you know, watching certain parts of the game and then moving over here, talking to this person about where they're from and what's going on with them. Talk to some of the NBA Top Shot people. All of them are super awesome, like just real down-to-earth people. And then the game was great. The Bucks dominated. Their fan base was crazy. Uh, kind of felt like we were in a college gym from time to time, um, just how loud it gets and how wild it gets. Oh, then the ring ceremony was the coolest part uh, for me. Uh, getting to see those videos, getting the, the goosebumps. Like, it was really cool to be in that arena with the players getting those rings and how exciting it was for them and that city and all the people that were involved. Uh, you know, even from like some of the people that were our bartenders and stuff like that, they were all getting a ring. So it was just really cool to talk Damn. to them and feel their excitement and then just be in that arena at that time. Like that's kind of a chance you'll, you know, once in a lifetime chance to be in the stadium when a team is receiving that kind of, uh, you know, uh, reward. And so it was really cool. A lot of chills, a lot of good videos. And then they put the smack down on Dustin's nets in game one coming out on, <laughs> on top. Giannis was great. Middleton was great. Um, and so it was really fun. It was awesome experience. And then we all got hammered that night and made, made traveling yesterday terrible. Yeah. I made a TikTok about you. I saw. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, that was a funny That's one. the only though. reason I watched that game. So I, I did. Like, I did like there. it. There's a lot to cover on that. I mean, it was just such a surreal experience. No, you did really good on Instagram of uh, putting up videos and stuff for us of where you're at and what y'all are doing. And man, y'all, yeah, freaking looked sick. It was really cool. Definitely appreciative of Top Shot and uh, doing that. They they threw out all the stops. They took care of us. They made us feel pretty damn awesome. How many total people was there in y'all's? top shots group so there's about there's little 
about 70 because there's 38 wow. winners and each winner got a person uh to come with wow. them so you know over 70 people there that's and a lot for them to like cover that's badass that's a lot for them to cover and then of course there was like the staff actually one of the dudes who like if you watch their instagram and some of the stories and stuff the guy was putting together the stories texas tech grad so that was pretty cool oh. uh too so we talked to him for a little bit and you know all the people that work there are really cool they're all down to earth willing to talk to you and then also the best part of it was just all the people that we were hanging out with we met some really damn cool people shout out ryan uh, he was like kind of like our best friend just hanging out with us really cool people we're all like wow. damn it kind of sucks that we're all so far apart but had a really had a really good time with all the folks there they're all really cool people people with different stories on how they won there's a lot of different ways how, how people could win and you know stories on who they were bringing our, you know guy ryan brought his wife jill uh, another friend we met brought his dad um, so just some cool stories, really cool people all around it. Uh, so I think that made it even better was the fact yeah. that you were just hanging out with a bunch of people that were having a, you know, same great time that you were. So just all around really cool experience, real grateful and thankful for my boy, Sam taking me real grateful and thankful for NBA top shot, putting that on and taking care of us and showing us uh, a great time in Milwaukee. A lot of shout outs there. I mean, yeah. yeah what, what, you, got, you have to, you have to shout everybody out because I, I mean, they're all, all the stops that they had to pull to get this done was pretty cool, and so just still kind of crazy. Still can't believe that really happened, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's still wild. Was that was that was the guy you was, was that the guy in your story that was like behind you in line? Is that who you were talking about? I think. Um, I I don't know which one here, uh, which story that was. There's so many, it all kind of blurred in. There's yeah. one story where I, I kind of point at him. He They were sitting to my left. It was him and his wife. And then I had two guys to my right that were South Carolina guys. And I had a guy in front of me. Um, I mean, by the time I, it was over, I was like friends with everybody on that thing. But <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, at different points, they're just most of the videos if you see me putting in somebody in the video it was somebody that i became friends with on that trip i think yeah. there was one i shouted out like hey these are my new friends <laughs> i got them to follow us uh i think i got oh, some nice. of them to follow us uh, yeah. if not follow us on our socials they followed me so they'll be seeing that content too <laughs> at some way i wore my tailgate talk shirt at the game so hell that yeah um, but yeah man what a time. What a time. And the weather was great. I, I thought it was going to be cold there, but the weather was perfect. So that made it even better. No, dude, that, that was, that was a hell of a trip and worth the hangover. A thousand percent would have, would have. Oh it. yeah, for sure. 10 for out sure. of 10. Um, for sure. So, but that's pretty much, I mean, other than that, NBA season has begun. Uh, there's still some teams that haven't tipped off their season just yet. The Dallas Mavericks, I think are one of those teams. They play tonight. But yeah, NBA is underway, so we will have more updates as the NBA season continues. But yeah. for this so, week, hey, one one quick comment: I've watched a little bit of some games, not any entire game yet. What I have noticed is, and we know we talked about the rules changes of the refs are gonna like not let the offensive players, I guess, dictate and force as many calls. You can say um, notice. I don't know if it's rust or the quick turnaround from last year, but it seems like a lot of these games so far in the first few nights are a lot more physical. 
Hmm. Um, and the refs are letting some stuff go. They're letting them play through some things um, rather than like the leaning in or getting the arm through for a shot. Um, the refs are just like, Hey, how about you just do better? <laughs> and I've, I've liked it so far. The couple uh, games I've I haven't really got to watch too much, but, uh, would you compare it, it? Would you like compare it to like playoff refs? Like where they allow a little bit more contact or like, it's more than that. Really? I think it's, it's close to like late playoffs. Um, where Good. it does get physical and a little more manly i've always wanted that though to be just the regular season standard for them to be able to play rougher play harder all season long and not just have like you know the 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 hardened fouls all all year there's always a correction right so the league there'll be a little more yeah there's always a correction in the league wanted more points we wanted to have higher scores we didn't want you know 79 to 76 being the score of a playoff game so they made rules to adjust that to give offense a little more freedom and then that got to the point where it was way too crazy and you're letting offense get away with just about everything and so right. yeah we had we had to have a correction and uh, i don't think it's com- going to completely can change the game it's just gonna it's gonna really help a lot and cre- you know offense offensive players you can't just go lunging into a defender who's playing it perfectly yeah and get that call anymore so i like it i like um, that i like that move yeah definitely yeah, I've Solid. liked it so far. I hope they don't like – I know we see this in every sport. They go super hard at the new points of emphasis. Right. Getting, I hope they don't get too lenient and back to, like, last couple of years and stick closer to this more physical and a little more natural type of basketball. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, exciting stuff. And, and, you know, obviously the season tip off. Brooks getting to go to the season opener. Epic, epic way to start off the, the – uh, the, the tailgate portion of the show, I think that's about as good as we can hope for, really. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I mean, any, anything else we need to talk about on the NBA side? No, I mean, it's too early, really, to dive yeah. into anything. The Ben Simmons stuff continues, the Kyrie Irving stuff. Like, I mean, as for now, we'll just kind of wait and see on Let all of that. But, yeah, yeah. But, but enjoy the games as they begin, and whatever teams you support, I hope they don't get you know, destroyed in their first game like the Mavericks are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. Or Bucks are getting rocked by the Heat at the moment, too. Yeah. 70, 75, 46. Insane. Um, but that does wrap up the NBA portion of the show. Let's go ahead and kind of touch touch base over on the baseball side of things. Uh, Braves and Dodgers are playing right now. Braves leading the series 3-1. to one. So by the time you hear this, Either Braves will be going to the World Series or we'll be going back to Atlanta. Uh, or no, wait, is this one? This, this is game four. Yeah, back game to five. Atlanta. yeah, they'd be going back to Atlanta for game six and seven op- or optional. But uh, this has been a good series. I've been kind of enjoying it, but uh, more so on the side of my grandfather was a big Braves fan. And so I'm kind of like in the back of my head, like a eh, backup team. Because I was definitely, I don't know if anybody caught my Twitter, I was fired up about how bad the Astros were looking for that two-game stretch where Boston was just giving us a beating of our lifetimes. Um, but um, we can, uh, a- any any comment on the on the Braves-Dodgers series, Brooks? Nah, I mean, Braves <laughs> one went away from the World Series. See if they can close out the Dodgers, unlike they were able to last year. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so let's touch base real quick on the other side of this, which is, uh, 
the Astros and the Red Sox. Astros getting the win on the last two games. Uh, was it 9-2 and 9-1 after the Red Sox handing the Astros two similar losses. So we've had like kind of a weird championship series here with, you know, pretty even game one. And then it's just like blow after blow after blow going back and forth from both teams. Yeah. Well, but that one at that Astros win in game four was two, two in the ninth. So it, that one yeah, was yeah, a lot yeah. closer than the score seemed. Y'all That's just true. kind of busted it open and, and then it was over, but That's yeah, true. I mean, no, it was two, it was two, one going into the eighth and Altuve got that, got that home run to tie it up in the ninth inning. It was just kind of one, one, one chain of hits and that changed the whole thing there. But yeah, you're right. But I mean, any any inputs on this? I mean, uh, what what are you kind of hoping out of this game six as they're heading back to Houston? On the last, I mean, this series has kind of turned out to go the way, like the last few games has turned out the way I thought this series was going to go. I didn't really see us having a a lead in this series, like a two games to one one. Yeah. Um, especially after the way we lost that first game, it was like, oh man, this is just going to suck. We're not going to be able to get through any innings with our starting pitchers. Our bullpen is always just going to uh, scare me to death with Altuve or Correa or whoever it is at the plate. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden we were able to turn it on and two grand slams in game two and that game was over. And then grand slam in game three uh, we destroyed y'all in that game. So I was like feeling pretty good. I didn't really get to see. Uh, I didn't really get to see the last few games because one of them was happening uh, while I was enjoying the Bucks game and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't really get to see what happened there. And then last night I caught some of this one at the airport. But um, I, I think you know the Astros are the better team. I think we've been able to pit, piece together some in- interesting performances. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I thought this was kind of the way the series would end up going. Yeah. If we can make this a game seven, that'd be cool. But right now, I just I really don't see us doing that. Um, I think we got Evaldi on the mound, so maybe he's our best chance to get that to seven. But uh, from there, it's it's just it scares me. I, I but yeah, I I think you you kind of bring up a good point there, where, where this is kind of boiling or coming down to the pitching too much. And Boston's gonna have to throw in almost everything they got to win Game Six. Uh, all uh, is definitely one of their better starters, but I I think uh, I would not be surprised to see this go Game Seven. But then you know depleted starting pitching, depleted bullpens. I think it's gonna be hard on both sides if it does go seven. Yeah, the only thing that gives me a belief that we can maybe get this to seven is y'all. Starting pitching is also kind awful. of it's been super awful. spotty. So uh, y'all got a great performance last night. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a surprising one too. So you know that helps because y'all get to conserve that bullpen for another day. Why are y'all being so nice to each other? This is bullshit. Because <laughs> this is kind of what I, I this is what I thought. I didn't think the Red Sox were going to win this series. So um, <laughs> Dustin so, yeah, won I mean, a fight. Damn it! No. Yeah. Uh, come on. Give me something. Give the people and also, a show. And also, I didn't get to watch the last two games, really. So, I mean, I don't really know what a... You, you, you know get what mad it, about that, bro. You, uh, you, you, you know what it is. You know what uh, it is. You want is. me to get mad? Yeah. Why the fuck didn't we walk whatever his fucking name is, whoever yeah. that's fourth in the lineup? Jordan Valdez. Valdez, Valdez, Valdez. Jordan Valdez. 
We should have fucking intentionally walked him and had the bases loaded, but instead we're like, no, the dude who's owned Chris Sell this game, let's pitch to him again. Yeah. Motherfuckers, you want me to get that mad? You, right, you, 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 you know That's what I, I was talking about the other day is I've seen less pitch or uh, batters get walked in this postseason than I think ever before. Like it used to be like more of a strategic thing, and I don't, I haven't seen it at all in this series really. Well, but the Red like, Sox are like, we go out there and we swing the bat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like our dudes go out there and they're like down 0-2 before you can blink an eye. Yeah. Like I think every time Xander has been to the plate this series, he's <laughs> over, he's down 0-2 because he always takes the first pitch. And then he might take the second and then the next thing you know, he's down 0-2. No. But yeah, I have noticed that. Not a whole lot of walks. It's weird. It's weird. So, uh, all right. So, Dustin, he, here's, here's my reasoning behind the lack of arguments is because – Except for game one, these have been fucking blowout wins from either side. And so it's not like, oh, one missed call and you lucky fucking... Like, it's none of that. It's just been like, the Red Sox yeah. are fucking on fire. And the Red Sox like are on fire. the little jabs that some of the hitters and pitchers are doing at each other. Like the little Correa time oh, yeah. thing that's going on. But no one's like, I'm going to hit you in the head with a fastball. They're just kind of going back and forth. And that's fun. No, these, these two clubs have a lot of respect for each other too, though. Like, I, 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 even though the, the, the scandal and all of that with the Astros from four years ago now, uh, the the professionally there's still a lot of respect between the two so I don't ever see this ever like kind of getting any kind of hostile like it would you know Yankees Red Sox kind of thing but but if we did want to point out one bad call that that Astros did get one I oh, mean that, that over the off the plate that pitch sh- that should have been a, yeah that could have been a strike but if you've watched any of these games, the the behind the plate has been spotty as to say the least all series Yeah, uh, for both sides of the ball. So, I mean, it's kind of a call that you expect to get there, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Barstool was, 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 I think they reposted that miss pitch or like every single miss pitch from, yeah, the, from, from that umpire. Uh, but like to what he's called, what he had called some strikes and stuff from that game. I mean, it was right in that zone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's it just, it's just what you get. Um, That's one thing that I didn't. If you can't. Go, go ahead. Sorry. I just if you miss that pitch and can't go out and let it get the best of you, but unfortunately, yeah. it seemed like it did. No, I was gonna say that's one thing that I that I've never liked about baseball uh, umpiring or whatever you want to call it is that is is the uh, uh, missed call given call thing where like if they if they're like oh shit I missed that call then they'll kind of be a little bit more lenient on like the next kind of borderline pitch like I've never liked that like if you mess up fine but like move on and make the call like you know as you see it best like you'll see them get like a full like two three inches off the plate and give them a strike whenever they miss a call like two or three pitches before that and so like I've never really kind of liked that I get it they're trying to kind of even it out but like I don't know call the call the pitch but but anyways um okay so that does wrap up for us the the uh, MLB discussion we just kind of wanted to touch base on that no pun intended um <laughs> but let's go ahead jump over to shot bets uh, I, I believe Brooks has some good stats on my losing streak for this one
All right, so we are at shot bets where we we play shot or shots as bets on games. Obviously, the uh, first bet from last week was uh, Texas Tech. Too I know, man. right? I'm not okay. I've been fucking losing, and it's annoying because I'm just like I want to get hype about these things. I want to get excited, and I'm just not. I, like I'm sorry, but like you you punch me in the face enough times, like I'm not gonna come talk to you anymore. Like I'm sorry, I'm not. So. Anyways, first shot bet was Texas Tech 16 and a half versus Kansas. Texas Tech crushes it 41 to 14. Dustin and Brooks with the W. Me again with another L, extending the streak. Second shot bet, Cardinals versus Browns. And I thought the Browns were going to compete to any degree here. And uh, that Baker gets hurt. Cardinals win 37 to 14. Dustin wins. Me and Brooks taking the L on this one. Uh, so that puts me at a 13-game shot bet losing streak. Um, I do want to kind of notate that from Wolf. our, early, huh? Yeah, Wolf. I know. Yes. You skip over that. I'm not done. I'm not done yet. So we're going to have some stats on that here in a second, but, uh, the shot bets for this week just did want to notate that before we go into the, uh, stats of the week or stats of the losing streak from Brooks and other, other stats that he's got for us from the shot bets. Uh, we went clean sweep on the Texas Tech versus Kansas State bet. or uh, Sorry, Kansas State at Texas Tech bet. And then uh, the other one was, what was the other game that we picked? Chiefs, Titans. Chiefs, Titans. Chiefs yeah. minus yep, yep. five. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, it was me taking Kansas City and Dustin and Brooks taking Tennessee on that one. So uh, let's go ahead and Brooks. We have some stats or some numbers and and some other things as far as I think what was it we hit a we hit a shot bet total right? Yes, so we have reached one hundred shot bets completed on this podcast. That is a lot of shot bets. So I thought let's just go ahead and update the records uh, in our shot bets. What sports you succeed at? What sports you don't succeed at? Uh, for each of us. So let's just start off with Arlie, who has, you know, his 13, 13 game losing streak. If you go on our YouTube channel, you can take a walk down memory lane on the last 11. We might have to update that to show two more in there. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Um, but Arlie, his overall shot bet record is 44 and 56. So 56 shots taken over this. His best sports are baseball. He's four and two in baseball. He's four and one in the Olympics. Uh, his worst sports on shot bets. College football has not been kind to Arlie. Texas Tech has not been kind to Arlie. Uh, he is five and 15 on college football shot bets so far. Uh, NBA, he's 13 and 16. And in the NFL, the one that he was the best at before the season started has now turned into an 11 and 14 record. Uh, which is unfortunate because that was he was actually killing us all in football. Um, but so far, I don't think you've hit an NFL one this season. So we need the tides to change on that. Next up, Dustin Wimmer. Dustin, his overall record of 50 and 50. <laughs> so 50 and 50. That's pretty. How about that? That, that is. That, yeah. Nailed it. If you bet with Dustin, you have a 50% chance of hitting on that That's shot. That's with the 10-game losing streak, too. That was with the 10. So, Arlie, there's hope. There's hope, sir. Um, so, Dustin, his best sport right now is the NFL. Of course. Uh, 
in the NBA. His NFL record has turned into a 13 and 12 record, and his NBA is 19 and 10. His <laughs> worst sports are college football, where Texas he is Tech seven and 13. And Texas Tech does not do us well on our shot bets. And uh, college basketball, he's five and eight on that, which is also Texas Tech, basically. Uh, and then me, I round us out. I have an overall record of 55 and 45. So I have the best record overall out of the shot bets. My number one sport is the NBA, uh, 21 and eight record in the NBA. So that's where I got my cushion of the season. Other than that, pretty average at most other things. College football is my second best. I'm at 10 and 10 in college football. Uh, my worst sport is the NFL with uh, of 11 and 14 record in the NFL. So um, that is kind of a breakdown of 100 shot bets with tailgate talks. That was good. There you go us. Uh, hell yeah. Good job on the research. It's a lot of shots between all of us guys. So a lot of many. shots. I, I don't even know what my total is at now for shots owed, but I'm pretty sure I'm just going to have to do like, like 12 or 10 or just like die one day and it'll be fine. Just drink a, just drink a handle. Just. That was a request <laughs> I got from the sweating. I went to this past weekend back home and had a lot of people say, Hey, we watch or listen and whatever. And one of my buddies from, college he came up to me he goes hey i want y'all to be taking these shots before the show i want to see some pain i want to see y'all fucked up okay (laughs) here's the deal and and every time i try that i mess up the intros i (laughs) fuck those up i'm slurring like my speech like i can feel like the extra like saliva in my mouth and i start getting sloshy like i can't articulate at all it's awful. Everything else was very good, positive comments. <laughs> that one was, was the funniest. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's a Wednesday night, man. <laughs> That's what I told him. I go, dude, it's a Wednesday. I barely even drink most of the time. <laughs> it's funny as fuck. Um, but anyways, guys, all right, that was a hell of a stat breakdown. 100 shot bets in. Brooks in first. Dustin in second. Me rounding out the tail end of this. Um, but anybody out there, obviously, if you ended up losing – on the Cardinals-Browns game or the Texas Tech-Kansas game, make sure to go ahead and send us pics or videos or just anything regarding taking a shot bet and join us on that. Um, but uh, longer episode, but definitely excited, definitely worth it. Uh, you know, Obviously, we had the, the Brooks trip, and then we had plenty to talk about in the NFL, a little bit of MLB discussion, uh, a little bit calmer than Dustin wanted, but, you know, uh, happens. I'm sorry. All right, yeah, well, just 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 for one more time, uh, fuck your Red Sox, Brooks. Uh, yeah, you, there we go. You, you can say it back. Fuck your Astros. There we go. Thanks. Che- cheating Astros somewhere in there. Trash can beaters. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> that was just for Dustin. I'm not really that that fuck that aggro about this shit anymore. Um, but anyways, guys. All right, that does wrap up the episode. We're moving on to final shots for the week. Dustin, take it away. What do you what do you got for us? All right, I got my own little audio intro for this. I just thought of. Okay. It's the most wonderful time. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's the most wonderful sports time of the year. (laughs) Literally everything is on right now. Sure. You have playoff baseball. You have NFL football. You have college football. You have basketball. You have hockey. So if you like any sports of any kind, you have something to watch every night of the week and sometimes during the day, multiple games all day, all night. It's the best, wonderful, most sports time of the year. 
I like it. That was well. That was well done. Well done uh, on the intro. I was like, "What is he doing?" And then, like, <laughs> my my headphones blew blew my speakers into my ear, and that's fine. But uh, <laughs> cool, good intro. Um, Brooks, what do you got for final shot, man? Uh, I don't really have much because I did all my storytelling earlier. So you know, everything that I've got for this week has been covered and covered thoroughly. So I don't really have much to add on for you guys. Other than still recovering from Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't actually kind of prep on this too much either. I, I wish I would have had a song and intro, but um, no, I, I've, I've been, because um, the, the, the girlfriend is a big, uh, like her whole family's big Braves fans. And so uh, it's been, it's been entertaining to actually watch postseason baseball. Uh, the, these, these, these championships have been, uh amazing to watch back and forth a lot of it a lot of drama and uh even though the the Astros Red Sox has been a slugfest and you know Braves are up 3-1 so it's kind of exciting to see her happy and enjoying that stuff and I, I've I've just been enjoying I've been enjoying uh postseason baseball it, it's one of my favorite things to watch Astro like if I were to pick my favorite team of all time like whatever all sports like Astros were my first love. That was my first professional team to go watch back in like like the mid nineties or whatever, whenever they weren't really doing much. But it was just my first thing, going up to the game, eating ice cream out of the bowl or out of the football or football helmet. Baseball helmet, yeah. And getting like a little souvenir wooden bat and stuff. And it was just my mm-hmm. first professional sports thing. And so Astros are always gonna be my main and first love as far as uh professional sports go. So Excited that they're here for the fifth time in a row and excited that it's starting to look a little bit in their favor. But that's my final shot. Um, that does wrap up the episode. Any other any other thoughts, takes, opinions from you guys for the week? Cool, cool. Uh, so that does wrap up the episode for all of us, guys. Definitely appreciate you tuning in. Again, this is uh, uh, the tailgate where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. But make sure you follow us on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Make sure that you, if it is on iTunes, you drop the rating, uh, five stars only. Drop a good review below. And uh, if you're looking for us on social media, Twitter, we're on at tailgate underscore talks. Look us up on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. On YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell. Personal accounts, Dustin, if you want to find him, at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. Me, you can find me at Blanca with the L's of one. And uh, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions or any sort of suggestions for the show, uh, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. That wraps up the episode for us this week, guys. We will catch y'all next week. And as always, Brooks, catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace, guys.